Good evening, happy Good Friday. We'll start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord, that, that we call Good Friday, the day, Lord, that, that, that Christians uh, acknowledge and celebrate uh, your, your crucifixion, Lord. And, and this is the day that, that, that redemption was brought to all of us, Lord, and sanctification, Lord. And, and we can never thank you enough, Lord, for the ultimate sacrifice that was given. God, you gave us your son and his son, your son gave his life for each and every one of us. No matter who we are, where we come from, our socioeconomic status, our, our racial makeup, no matter who we are, you died for all men and for all women. And we can never thank you enough for that. There's so much going on in the world right now, but we want to take this time to, to stop and pause and think about how blessed we are and think about uh, what it really feels like to be redeemed by your blood. And we want to take this time out in the midst of all of the running around and the, and the worrying about what's going on in the world. Take the time out to just be grateful and say thank you. We can never thank you enough. And, and it seems that the words thank you aren't even adequate enough, but it's the best words that we have. And so from our hearts and from our souls, we say more than thank you. Whatever that is, more than thank you from our hearts and from our souls and from our spirit that above everything, above everything, you gave your life for us. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Amen. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what
Friday. Good Friday is like, I get so excited talking about Good Friday because I know what happened today for me. For my own personal self, I know that Jesus died upon the cross for me today. And I get excited about that. Like I try to, I try to put it in better terms and, and make it more dressed up than it needs to be. But man, I love this day. This is like Christmas Day for me. For those of us who have really worked and overcome something and know what it takes to die in something, to be reborn in something, this is our day. Those of us who are athletes who have had injuries, who had that injury happen and that rehab and then all of a sudden that rebirth, we all know. And right now, we're going through it. And yesterday, we got the news from the school districts that the, that the schools are going to close. And for all those seniors, uh, I know my, my daughter's just devastated by this. I mean, Jaylee loves school. She really loves school. And this is a, 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 the end of her senior year could not have gone any worse. But her future is so bright. 
just like the rest of the students that are going through this point right now where their school year has ended. They're not for sure what's going to happen. Are we going to have an actual graduation ceremony? Am I going to see anybody again? This too shall pass. And it will be bright, and you'll be in college next year, and you'll be doing great things and spreading the word of Jesus Christ of Nazareth through everybody, through your trials and tribulations. You can show people what you've worked through. This is just temporary, and it's unfortunate. And we know that there's a lot of people who are going through a lot of tough times. We saw yesterday the unemployment numbers at 17 million now. We know that there's not enough tests, but we do know one thing, that he died today. He died today so that he could rise again on Sunday. And with his death, gave a lot of us such a new birth, such a new life, it's, it's a fantastic feeling to understand that. So tonight, I'm going to start in Romans. Uh, we are going to start at Romans 8, and we're going to read 18 through 19. And 18 begins this way. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. I can't imagine the suffering that the disciples received when they saw that their rabbi, their teacher, their leader, was nailed to that cross. How devastating must everything be to see that happen, to know that what they did when he was carrying that cross and they had denied him, they had abandoned him. That suffering that they had mentally, right? They had an opportunity to walk with him, and they chose not to. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. And later, that on, when he came back, could you imagine what it would have been like to have been the guys hanging out? I call the disciples the guys, because they were just guys. Guys who decided to do something and believe in something and change lives. The guys are hanging out. There's a knock on the door, and it's Jesus, and everybody had to lose their mind. But he returned with that light. It was now, it was now the new covenant, and it must have been amazing. 19 says, for all creation is eagerly waiting for the future day when God will reveal his children who his children really are. Well, we're in that time right now. We are in that time right now, this time of darkness. There's a lot of time to get work done, and that work is to be done spiritually. Work on yourselves. Understand this time of new birth. We have given them a chance to restart. We are going to restart our lives by reconnecting with who we are as families. I see in my neighborhood as we go on our little anti-Rona walks, so we go out and we're traveling the neighborhood. We're walking as a family. It's amazing how many people I see outside right now. Amazing. And you know what they're doing? They're walking. They're talking. Kids are playing in this weird area called outdoors. There's like no kids play outdoors anymore. Now you see kids on bikes. I, we saw girls on rollerblades the other night. Chalk. 
chalk drawings on the, on the sidewalks, on the driveways, inspirational messages about what we can go through. Hang in there, Kansas City. Be the rainbow in your own story. I pass this all the time because I have a really artful neighbor up the street. All those messages are out there. That's what we're doing right now. That's where we're at. Yes, it's dark. This has been the weirdest year. Like, we all want to restart 2020. 2020 has been kind of a really strange year. April has barely gone on, and it feels like we're still in March. March has gone forever. So while we're down, and down is a good place to be, because the only way you can get up is to be down. That's it. You can't get up from getting up. You can only get up from being down. So as we suffer through this time, and suffering is, a, is an interesting word, especially right now, because most of us are stuck in our houses with our families. Some people call that suffering. Right? As a teacher, I take great joy in this. A lot of parents out there learning what it is really like to have a child in school. And all those emails you don't answer or phone calls you don't answer, it's real, isn't it? So seeing these parents go through this on social media all the time is an interesting time because they're suffering through this. But you know what's going to be built? A better relationship between that parent and that child because they would have worked through this together. Now there's going to be some frustrating times. We know that. We know that. Teachers know that it's frustrating times teaching a child. But for a parent to sit down, to read, to learn, to do math, to do social studies is an amazing time and they'll reveal that later because there are some kids today who are in second, third, fourth, fifth grade who will talk about this at their graduation. They'll talk about this time, about what their parents did, how much they hated each other, how they were frustrated over common core math and carrying the one. But they were going to handle it. 19, for all creation is eagerly waiting for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. And my goodness, it feels good to say that. It's fantastic to say that I am God's child, that my brother died for me personally. And people talk about getting gifts on Christmas, but this day, this day, this good Friday, This is my gift. This was given to me. He fought this. It's like all of his father. He didn't want to die. Jesus didn't want to die. I mean, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and played three times and was like, listen, if you could take this cup away from me, be cool with it. But yet he did it anyway. For people like me. For people like you. This is what he did. This is what he suffered. He suffered horribly. And we talk, I talk about this. When I come into this building, this building, Christ Temple North, where we worship, these rocks always remind me of what should have fallen on me so many times. All these rocks stacked up are all what I consider, that's my, that's my tally sheet, that's my scoreboard. That's who I am. All of these. And I'm grateful that I didn't have to wear that weight. 
that a man who I have never seen face to face was willing to pick up a cross, wear a crown of thorns today, to be nailed. And I, I'm, and I am, I am sure, because I've, you know, I've done the research by watching the Passion of the Christ, that the hammering of those nails was the most medieval, horrible pain to feel. To go through your feet, to go through your hands and to hang there, to suffocate. It's crazy. And he did that for me. And I think about what it would have been like for the two other criminals that were there on Calvary with him. What's going through their mind? The one guy was like, well, if you were really the, you know, the Messiah, why don't you do something about this? Take yourself down. Call out. And the other one knew who he was. Knew him like probably people didn't realize. He had must have been following the teaching of Jesus Christ to say that you are going to your kingdom. To your kingdom. And remember me when I get there. He really must have been one of those people in the crowd that we as Christians don't normally see. But we hear about people who have heard about something, who have heard about something, and they follow anyway. We don't know where he's from. We don't know anything about his past. But he was in the crowd at some point. He was in the crowd at some point, and he heard the teachings. And he believed, and he recognized him, and knew that he was innocent. Knew that he was the Messiah, knew who he was, knew that he was the Christ, and said, remember my name. When you get into your kingdom, and he already knows all of our names, and he remembers us, he died for us, and he went away and they put him in the, in the cave that was carved out, and he was gone for those three days. His death separated him from his father. How many of us have been separated from our own Heavenly Father through our death in sin. Struggled with it. Hung around in it, marinated in it. We live in it. Has to be removed. We're separated from God, so we've been dead for such a long time. He was gone for three days. Some of us have been gone a lot longer than that. Some of us have been gone for decades. But during this time, we can do whatever we need to do to continue to be reborn, to be brand new, to be resurrected in your spirit, in your family, your loved ones. The phone's usually pretty heavy, but now should be a pretty good time to start picking it up and calling and checking on people. Because we've been gone for a while. We've definitely been gone for a while. We know that he, when he was gone for those three days, it said, and on that Sunday, he ascended into heaven. So he had to get up from someplace. That means he went down to someplace in order to get up. He went down. 
There had to be somebody. He had to go down to go get somebody because none of those people before his death had a chance. He had to go down in there. And I'd love to have seen it. Could you imagine all the imps in hell? Like, oh, it's the Christ. Right? Like freaking out. Like, it's Jesus Christ is here. Like, right here. And him offering all of those out of the depths of hell a chance to rise with him and to be right. That's us. What, how deep are you in your own personal hell, your own misery, your own doubt, your own fear that you don't think you can rise out of it, but yet Jesus went into hell and took people out of there? That's awesome. And he did it in like three days. That's why I get so excited about his death. And people are like, you're excited that Jesus died? Heck yeah. I think it's awesome that Jesus died. Look what I, how I get to be because he died. It's, I'm not sad that Jesus died. If Jesus didn't die, then what would happen? I know where I would be. Not here. Not on a Friday night. I know exactly where I'd be. I wouldn't be in a suit. That's for sure. Exodus. So I found something like I had to go back like in the old... Testament, because it is during this, like, this is Passover as well. And Exodus 12 and 13 reads this way. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. That gets me excited because I am covered in that blood. I'm covered in it. My family's covered in it. The people I hang out with are covered in it. So why should I get worried? Why should I panic? Why should I doubt? Because the flesh wants you to do that. I get that. The flesh wants you to do that. The flesh wants you to think, this, this, can't, this can't be right. You can't be continued to get blessed during this time. We don't understand what blessings are. The blessings we're receiving right now is reconnecting with those inside your household. Time has stopped. It's a reboot. The time has stopped. We have unplugged from our lives, and we have to focus on what is the most important relationships we have, and that's inside the walls of our house. To learn to talk to each other, to learn to listen, to learn to play games again, interact. We do the weirdest thing, I'm telling you. It is the craziest thing. Now that we're all home, we eat at the dinner table. It's not a TV tray with your phone and the television on and nobody looking at each other. We're eating together. We're sharing. We're talking to each other. That's an amazing time. That's our blessing that we're going through. When he sees the blood, he's going to pass over you. That's fantastic. To know that my house 
The doorpost is struck in blood, and he knows exactly where I live. Now, I also have to remember that. He knows exactly where I live. And who's at the door? The one who is understanding what Good Friday is about. How am I sharing that? How am I using my discipleship? How am I using my servanthood to show that to my family? I'm responsible for that. I'm covered in the blood. I'm the strong man at the door. If he's going to pass over me and know that my house is protected because the blood is on there, I must do the same thing here and be there and be the protector to be at the door. And I couldn't have done that if he, had done, if he hadn't have died. I couldn't have done it. There's no way. This guy was not about this guy at all. It's been years now. It's fantastic. It is, I have this feeling only a couple times in my life when I think about this day. The day I got married, the day my kids were born, and the day the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's how I feel on Good Fridays. Like we're winning, like, and I know it. You know, this, is, you know, this, is, this is when, when he dies, it's like 20 to 10 San Francisco. And I know in about six minutes, <laughs> three days, however months, we're going to come out victorious. Doesn't matter. There has to be a downfall for a win. There has to be. It has to be. Somebody had to be down to make the come up. Right? A minor setback for a major comeback. We've said it. We've done that. People, that's what we got to understand. That's how awesome this is. This is the beginning of us winning. And I love it. I get so excited about it. It is so fantastic each and every Good Friday that I think about it and I'm like, man, this is the day. Yeah. This is it. He's being nailed to the cross right now. It's like 9 a.m. He's going to be gone by 3. Cool. This is exciting. People are like, how can you talk like that? Why not? It's him fulfilling it. It's him doing it. It's him freeing me. It's him carrying my sins and freeing me of them as soon as he looks out and takes that last breath. That's awesome. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Let's cover this again. Romans 8 and 18, 18 through 19. 18 reads, Yet what we suffer now is nothing, nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. There is not, we don't know what is coming, but this does not compare to who we are going to be when this is done. That's the way it is. It's written. For all the creation is eagerly waiting for the future day. And I am waiting for that future day. When God will reveal who his children really are. When I get that call up and he says to me, well done. That will be the most amazing phrase I will ever hear in my lifetime. Is well done. I think that's fantastic. That's exciting. Because I know today, 
I know today when he was up on that cross and right before they struck him in the side and the last of his blood came out and the last of the fluids came out, he looked out and saw me thousands of years away and knew that he could rest. That he could close his eyes and take his last breath because someone would be there to pick up this time to do the work the unfinished work. That's what I get to do. I get to go to Central High School and do the unfinished work. A place where you're not supposed to be doing this. I'm doing it. It's exciting. It's a calling. This is fantastic. We got to understand how blessed we really are on this day. For he is going to rise on Easter Sunday and we are all in it. It's victory. It's so cool. I mean, I love it. I say it all the time. People get tired of it. Why do you keep saying you love it? This is fantastic. To know that this man died for me on this day so I could have this new life, so this new freedom, so I could become a man, so I could become a husband, so I could become a father. So I can become a brother, a son, a teacher, a coach, a friend. So I can become that because today he died. It's fantastic. You know what would also be fantastic? Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Brother Trevor, that's going to be fantastic. Make sure you plug in and stay, stay in tune with this ministry. Pastor going to do his gig at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Brother Trevor's going to do it tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Be here. I'm going to end in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this day. The day that your son died on the cross for us. This Good Friday. This day before his journey into resurrection started. We thank you for this time, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your blessings, what you've bestowed upon us, what you've given us, what you've allowed us to become by your son's blood being spilt and allowing us to become new each and every day. We revel in your glory, Heavenly Father. We thank you for what you're about to reveal to us, the gifts that you have given us, our families, Heavenly Father. I thank you for this is a glorious time. This is a glorious night. And this is a glorious, glorious life that you've given me. We pray for all those seniors, Heavenly Father, that are struggling right now because they don't know about something, but we know, Heavenly Father, that you will provide a way for them. You will give them that new life. You will give them that energy. And you will reveal that your glory to them as well. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over all of us. And we all say, Amen.